Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Uh, kia ora, talofa, malole, and other Pacific greetings. Uh, I'm comedian James Nakise. Uh, this is clinical psychologist Saab Jahal, and this is Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower bonus podcast. That's where I have questions on mental health. Saab hopefully has some form of an answer. Uh, he's going to give us some practical advice on uh, things that we can do uh, with mental health. Uh, Saab, thanks for being here with me uh, in, in my safe space in the shower. I want to ask you about abusive behavior. Mm. I want to ask, how does abusive behavior become normalized? Yeah, so often um, what will happen is that if that's all the behavior that someone has known mm-hmm. in how you do a relationship, it becomes normalized, but it's still not acceptable if you see the difference, right? It's become normalized because they haven't experienced anything else. And perhaps they've been in a controlling relationship such that they're not allowed to kind of experience or to hear about what other people's relationships are like. Mm-hmm. So it becomes something that's just seen as this is how you do relationships. And so as people perhaps go out into the world and find out more about what's going on in the world, then the problem is is that they don't really have the repertoire, they don't really have the behavior to know, well, how do you build a relationship that's not like this one that I'm in right now? Um, If they end up leaving that relationship, or even if they wanted to leave that relationship, where do you start, right? And the other issue that keeps people sometimes locked into these relationships is that they feel like they've invested so much into it, you know, into, in the shape of, you know, maybe there's a, a house or, you know, kids, you know, it's a family investment as well as a financial investment that to start again feels so overwhelming and such a big barrier that actually I don't really know how to start even thinking about contemplating getting, getting away from that, which is, and I think people sit there and they go, why are people still in these relationships? Mm. I think they're two of the reasons. There's many others, but there's two of the reasons. And how does how does loneliness affect us uh, when you, I'm thinking of you know either before or after you're in these relationships? Yeah. Um, but also, how does how does simply just being isolated? Yeah. How yeah. can that affect us? Yeah. It's more and more, uh, it, 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 as, as the century turns, we're uh, we're finding people are, are getting more isolated. Yeah. So. And, uh, yeah. The interesting thing is, it's all age groups, right? It's mm. not just something because I think traditionally it's been thought of something that perhaps affects older people, mm. but actually there's more and more evidence to show that younger people are really feeling this sense of isolation. And even though people are kind of like connected on social media. It's a different kind of connection. It's a different quality of connection. And so if you end up forming actually a relationship, a face-to-face relationship with somebody who's behaving inappropriately and you don't have much experience of face-to-face relationships, mm. then that becomes the way, that becomes almost like your template right. of how you do relationships. So those early experiences that we have are really important in shaping how it is that we do relationships in the future. But because we're 
social beings, right? We want to be connected with other people. And we want, we, nobody wants to feel lonely. Loneliness is now ranked up as high as smoking in terms of a, it's wow. harm for our physical health. It's really that serious now. So if we're social people, we're social beings, we don't want to be lonely, so we want to form connections. The danger is, is that we form connections with people who offer relationships that aren't that healthy for us. Mm-hmm. So really thinking about what is the community that people are engaged with? Are they just virtual? Are they in these kind of like little niche bubbles where they see this as kind of like normal behavior? Or can we have a broader conversation, a broader connection between all our communities in New Zealand? And does that need to be physical as well as virtual? Because at the moment, it feels like the pendulum is swinging more towards virtual. Mm. And we kind of like need to keep it a bit more real. That's my feeling. What do people get from uh, physical uh, interaction? You know, there's this really interesting stuff that's coming out um, around the different physiology we have. Okay, so that you'd have heard about the fight or flight syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of like you either if you're under stress, you kind of like you get ready to fight it or you run away. I don't know about that fighting one, but yes, yeah, so I'm right, aware okay. of the flight. Yeah, you run away, <laughs> and there's the freeze as well. Yeah, right? and that's all to do with the kind of you know when we were in in the times of predators were after us. If we freeze, then their motion detectors don't work; they can't see us, right. so we blend into the background. So there's a new network that's come out called the soothing network. It's not come out; it was there all along. We just discovered it. The soothing network is just kind of like this sets of neurons that are kind of like along our arms and along other places in our body where if we stroke those they actually really calm down our physiology right. so it's one of the things that we've really lost in modern day society is um, safe touch mm. you know and there's a lot of work that's going on in things like residential homes in terms of thinking about well how do we supply this kind of sense of physical connection with people in a safe way mm. that's okay and it's done on you know consensual terms because it actually seems to have quite a big physiological impact upon us. And I think that, you know, as we move forward in time, we start to think and understand bits of our physiology that we kind of didn't really know. But intuitively, you know, kids do that all the time. Have you ever noticed when you're trying to calm a kid down Mm. that you stroke their arms? Mm. And they do it to you too, Mm. right? When you're sat there reading them a book or whatever it is that you're doing, you're sat there, they're doing this all the time. And we know that actually doing this and hugging ourselves can trigger this physiological response. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's enough just to do that for yourself and you can feel it. So, yeah, as we understand the physical connection that's important, as well as, you know, I've always thought Uber Eats is really weird. Okay? <laughs> We're supposed to come together for food, mm. for Kai, right? Mm. And this is how food has always been. It's a community thing. You come together. So, no, what do we do? We send a taxi to go and get the best food and bring it to us so we can eat it by ourselves. Yeah. That, to me, seems like <laughs> everything that is wrong <laughs> about how we keep connected with each other. I mean, I, I personally, for my own comfort, I eat food in the shower, but I've still found a way to get people to come into the shower and eat food with me. It makes complete sense. Um, Sarah thank you so much uh, for um, answering my questions here on uh, Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower bonus podcast. Uh, you can catch us. Uh, again, on this uh, on these little bonus podcasts, uh, and you can catch the main podcast where I talk to other guests on RNZ National and, of course, on RNZ Podcast. Kia ora. This podcast is made possible by the RNZ New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 